It's football season in Montana, and that means it's hunting season too. Keep your taste buds watering whether you're bow hunting or tailgating by staying stocked up on Alpine Touch. The traditional seasoning is perfect for any and all meat. The barbecue sauce, perfect for your tailgate. And the sunflower seeds, amazing, are ideal for hunting camp or your seat at the football stadium. Available at retail locations around the state or at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Good to see y'all. Um, obviously, a big week ahead. Um, my first opportunity to be part of Cat Grizz is uh, extremely exciting. And you know, with our, our win last week, um, hard fought, uh, hard fought victory over Idaho has really positioned us well to, to do a lot of you know a lot of things we aim to do this year. Um, and it's all you know resting on one game here as we we finish out the regular season. So um, pleased with our our teams. Resiliency on Saturday, you know, looking at the film, I don't think it looked much different than it probably felt as I was in here on, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, you know, we allowed Idaho just an opportunity to hang around, and credit to them. They they did some things, made some plays before the half, certainly, to, to get on the board, and it made it hard. And, you know, fortunately, we were able to, you know, put together that sequence, again, where we went um, – special teams and the defense to offense to, to take the lead and, and close out a, a, a game that we needed to. And at the end of it, that's, that's all that counts is, you know, whether you get to win or not, and we were able to do that and get to 9-1. and one. So looking forward to this week. Our, our guys are really excited, and, you know, it's good that we're within this week. There's, there's no looking ahead. There's no looking back. Um, we're in this week here with a lot, lot to play for. So open up for questions. Any updates on the three guys you got hurt? Um, yeah, TJ uh, will likely be out for – for a few weeks, uh, we'll see. You know, uh, he, he won't be able to suit up this week and, and how serious it will be, I think we'll find out in the weeks to come. Um, otherwise, we're, we're hopeful. I, I, we're sitting here on Monday, so, you know, the, the day-to-day aspect, I think, would be the way I'd classify any of the other, other guys. Yeah. What is kind of the motion right now for, for you coaching? What, what have you learned about, I guess, the rivalry? Well, it, it obviously runs runs deep, um, not only with our Montana kids, but but our entire team, and and that's that's what you want. I mean, you you want to be at programs that have rivalries like this, um, and I you know I haven't been a part of one yet, um, one one of these games, but I would suspect that it's right up there with any rivalry in the country. Um, there's there's great rivalries at all levels, and. And this is uh, this is one of the top ones in the country. There's no doubt about it. And you know, um, in states like Montana, where um, our university and theirs are at the top, um, that that shines such a different light than, than so many of the other states across our country. And, and that's you know what it is um, an in-state deal. It's not cross-state boundaries. And, and there's so many. Um, Montana kids on, on both sides. It just uh, brings that level of intensity to um, to a place that a lot of rivalries don't see. And uh, and I you know I know going around to a lot of our communities across the state this this spring, um, it's the first time they want to mention. I, I know that, and, and I get it. You know, uh, each one of those communities uh, there's a divide, and um, you want to be on the right side of that uh, that matchup every year. So. Looking forward to it. That's uh, why, you know, as a competitor, these are the games that you want to be a part of. Uh, 
a lot of people talk about how you don't understand this rivalry until you're in it. How have you gone about learning about the rivalry, and what are some things you have learned in your time here? Well, I, I think uh, you, you try to study history. Um, I guess the the ebbs and flows of how it's gone. Um, you know, certainly talking to former former players, former coaches um, who have been a part of it um, over a long, long time. Um, you know, this isn't just something that's popped up the last 10, 20 years. It's going on for a long, long time, and there's so much history and um, you know, I'm well aware of that. And and I. I suspected all along there would be some other things on the line as well. So to sit here the last regular season of the game, a game of the season, we have a great divide trophy on the line, but then a, a conference championship, um, certainly seating in the playoffs is all in front of us as well. It's, it's right where we want to be. Dr. Troy, can I talk about your response to rivalry games during the Pirates process? Do you remember what you told them? Well, you know, uh, I, I'm certain that it was first and foremost as far as the goals, you know, uh, I hope that all these things would line up on one Saturday, um, but this would be first and foremost because it's not just this one Saturday in November. Um, it's an every day of the year affair when when you talk about recruiting and, and all that goes into you know trying to gain the edge um, you know across the state um, in every corner and every small town and every big town. You know you you want to have that edge and and ultimately. Um, plays out on a Saturday, but it is something that occurs um, in our minds every day. Uh, what, what did you say? Uh, how would you describe Montana schematically uh, personnel-wise? Uh, you know, they, they're playing uh, really good football right now. You know, I'll start with their defense. Um, you know, they're a very aggressive uh, defense, um, very much an attack style. You know, I, I, they have a couple guys in O'Connell and Lewis that are bucked and watch list guys, and it's well-deserved. Um, you know, Robbie Houck is all over the place. I think he's got 100-plus tackles right now. He is literally all over the place where he aligns. And then um, Ford has all those interceptions. I think it's uh, it came straight now. So they're finding a way to disrupt, um, tackle well, and then turn people over. You know, and, and those are things that, that we're going to have to contend with. I know offensively they've, uh, they've been through a lot of personnel, um, you know, whether they're back to being settled in, you know, I'm not sure. But I, I think whether it's been Humphrey or Brown, a quarterback, they've both uh, been able to run their offense. And they're not so different that their offense has to change a whole lot. Um, they've played a, you know, a host of young running backs. Um, and that seems like they're getting healthier at that position. Um, I know they got, uh, you know, a few different targets, uh, receivers, and, and you know, tight end emerging. So, you know, um, balanced, I think they'd like to be on offense. Um, and then, defensively stop the run and get after the passer. So I think a lot of the things that we'd like. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. And, uh, you know, um, it's going to be great competition. Those linebackers get anything specifically about them that, 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 that Well, I do a lot with them. I, you know, it's uh, it's a combination of, of 
kind of the sideline to sideline play, but then you know blitzing and getting after the passer, you know the structure of their defense being a three-three structure. Those guys often are pass rushers, and they they do a very good job um, of, the, of that. Um, but then you know just being able to stop the run, and it's really such a you know I think a sideline to sideline effect that the defense has. Um, you know they're uh, they're doing. A, you know, an awesome job of disrupting. I know that's the biggest thing I would say from a linebacking crew perspective. You mentioned um, after after Saturday's game that you uh, not only didn't pass for many yards, but wanted to pass more. Felt like you should pass more. What was kind of the reason? I guess, yeah. Well, I, I think one thing, you know, Idaho shortened the game um, possession-wise, and and we did a little bit of that to ourselves with a couple three and outs. Um, but I think the opportunity. And the, the, the landscape of the game kind of changed in the second half without Isaiah. Um, you know, I think we played Tommy a little bit more in response to that. Uh, I think we said it all along, Tommy is one of the best guys on our team with the ball in his hands, and having him out there allowed for that a little bit more. And not to say that he couldn't have thrown a few more times, but it's just kind of the way the game played out. I, You know, and I think you, it's easy to come in here after the game and look at some numbers and say, geez, I wish we were – more balanced than we were, and that was kind of my initial response. And I think, you know, in, in hindsight, it was, you know, some credit to Idaho for, you know, making those possessions so valuable. I and mean, then we just didn't take advantage of a couple opportunities and had some three and outs that didn't allow for those plays to maybe develop as those drives would have went along. Well, you know, TJ, um, I'm sure everybody saw, I mean, that was a pretty good blow he took to his, uh, his lower leg. And, and um, you know, beyond that, I don't want to say much, but it was it was pretty pretty serious blow that he took, unfortunate given the situation. Um, you know, Isaiah's, uh, you know, it was more a soreness, um, you know, for him than anything else. Um, um, Elijah, I, I think the same thing. I hope we can work work through those, you know, I mean, they're obviously all leg injuries and, you know, we, um, you know, playing running back, that's, that's part of the deal. And, you know, I, I think they're both on the mend and, and they'll tell them both on Saturday. In terms of preparing for a rivalry game, is there anything different that you do with them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think you can, you can certainly um, speak to the history. I, I think to have uh, our guys, have a, a good understanding of what the environment of that stadium is going to be like. Um, I think that's pretty important I and mean, that's pretty practical. Um, you know, so dealing with noise will be part of it. Um, but I think just challenge them, to, you know, and I look at like our scout team there in week 12 of being on the scout team. I think you got to kind of re-engage them to, hey, we, we need it now. We need it now from, from here on out. Uh, it's a grind for those guys. And, so I don't think, you know, from a practice and how we do things, you do a lot of things different. But I think to, um, you certainly shine some light on history. And, and uh, I think, you know, I appreciate the fact that we have a lot of players on our team that have played in this game. They've had success in this game, um, or games, I should say. And, you know, I think those are the ones that uh, I think are most important to tell about their experiences uh, as we go through the week. Do you feel like the bats pressure this game brings pressure to the program? And do you think that's a good bat thing you can describe what some of that pressure is? Well, I think uh, I think as a football program, you want to have um, you know, be part of big games this time of year. 
So if pressure comes with that, that's welcome. Um, you know, high expectations are, I think, part of where we're at with this, this football program. That's okay. You know, I, I think we want to be positioned to be playing in big games in November and then ultimately down the road. So, you know, I, I think our guys um, have responded to, to big games um, in the past month a couple times going on the road, and, and this one's got a few more layers to it for sure. Um, but it ultimately it still comes down to what can we do once um, once that clock gets going uh, between the whistles, between the white lines. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It doesn't, you know, um, the talk around it, uh, you know, that's, that's certainly for the fans, and I appreciate that. But our, our guys have to prepare to win a football game and um, appreciate the, the position we're in. You know, uh, appreciate the fact that, um, you know, we need to uphold this, our, our, our side of this rivalry. Um, appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, we win this game. You know, we're going to, at minimum, a share of the Big Sky Conference Championship and win this game. I think we'll get a pretty good seed. And, you know, go out and play the best we can and not worry about if we can't make plays, figure out how we can. Your predecessor, Coach Show kind of beloved and record in this game of period. Are you facing any sort of pressure? Well, um, credit to, to Coach Schoed and, and his ability to, to, to win the four games um, against the Grizz. And it's a new chapter. Um, you know, uh, it's important. It's important to me. I understand that. Um, but there's there's been many coaches in this game. And, and uh, you know, it's really about our our players and, and those guys winning the game, you know, those guys going out and doing everything they can. Um, and, and us as coaches, um, preparing them, putting them in the right decision, making adjustments within the game on Saturday. Um, you know, that's what it's really about. I, you know, uh, um, I know I knew coming here that there, there were expectations on a, diff, a lot of different levels. And this, this was the first one I know that was mentioned, um, you know, it's not every day, pretty almost every day since I've been here. So, uh, you know, look forward to it, and you know, we just got to get our guys ready to go. Probably as much as how much do you consider or think about that rhythm sitting on the sideline? Well, like I said, I, I think the second half just it it, it played out in, in such a fashion that uh, you know, um, Tommy became a priority runner in the second half, and. You know, we need to find a way to win a football game. And, you know, um, yeah, in a, in a perfect world, you're not playing the, the shuffle like, like we did. But on that Saturday, that's the way it needed to play out. I, I think in the first game, I mean, that was part of the first plan. In the first half, that was part of the plan. I think Matt knew it going in. I, I think it wasn't a surprise to him, um, you know, in particular to utilize Tommy in the red zone. Um, so that kind of played out how we anticipated in the second half that, uh you know, we had thrown a curveball and, and did what we had to do, and, and, and fortunately, it worked out for us. Yeah, I think that's that's fine. Yeah, you know, um, he actually got hit into TJ at the end of the, or the, end of the half too, and, and um, yeah, Matt, uh, I came out of it uh, in good shape. Um, you know what, 
human nature is to to relax or whatever and I don't I don't think we will Alpine Touch is legendary around the state of Montana for providing delicious seasonings for every grilling occasion. Now, Alpine Touch offers so much more, from a savory new barbecue sauce to spicy pepper blends to tasty barbecue rubs. In addition to the classic, Alpine Touch has a variety of seasoning salts for whatever you need to spice up. Now that the holidays are over, Alpine Touch makes a perfect thank you gift to show your friends and relatives you love them. Alpine Touch, available at retail locations around Montana or online at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. We turned the ball over with an opportunity to go up to 10 nothing, 14 nothing. Um, the the game maybe looks a little bit different. Um, they don't get that sequence of the two big plays before the half to get the touchdown. At a minimum, it's you know 13-3. The game might look a little bit different, but it played out the way it did. And, and you know, um, credit to Idaho. Um, they had nothing to lose. They played hard. They got good players and. You know, um, we got we weathered the storm, I guess. And, and you know, I, I know there wasn't any talk about this game coming up last week, um, but um, we didn't play as well as we could have. And I know did some things, and that's uh, that's the, that's the way I see it. Which you could, you could probably say is somewhere in between. And, uh, one of the guys said it had a good game with Monterey, and um, he talked about how much he's coming inside and maybe sacrificing. Yeah, um, you know he's uh, he's played well, and I think in particular he's played well uh, last last few games. Um, and, and probably for him, the last stretch, just getting a little bit more comfortable with all the different ways that we're trying to utilize him. You know, and, and Daniel certainly has um, you know bigger numbers and all that, but uh, they all work together. You know, uh, when you play inside on those passing downs, you're, you're not going to maybe get the same opportunities, but you're you're certainly contributing those opportunities. And I think Amandre understands that. You know, for us to ultimately um, get done what we need to, where do you put me, Coach? I think that's been his mindset. And, you know, I appreciated him as a playmaker, a leader, um, and I think he's been a great example to our, our team on how you should go about being a guy that just does whatever um, is called upon and to have a captain, you know, uh, and it's not even like he's accepting a lesser role, just a different role, you know, and, and like I said, he's a part of all the, you know, those pressures that we're getting. He just doesn't maybe get the notch in the sack call a few of them. Uh, Troy, I think he's a pretty well-known player, um, but I'm curious from your perspective, what, what do you think his presence or Well, I, you know, he's, He's done so many different things here, um, and you know, he's played linebacker during my time. Um, but picturing this guy that uh, was a running back and was a quarterback slash linebacker, and, and you know, um, and he's, he's moved into the role he has currently on this team, and is all over the field. And then he, you know, is a finalist for the for the Campbell Trophy, and, and that I think speaks to way more than just his football playing ability. Um, so, and then I think every time he gets a chance to, you know, whether it's deal with uh, or communicate with fans, with you guys as media, um, it's, it's, it's pretty pure. You know, um, you, you just see a really good person that, 
you know, appreciates what's been given to him from a from a opportunity here, God given talent, all those things, and then he's just, you know, done everything he could with it. Um, worked through a lot, you know, um, coming off the, the the injury that the injuries, I guess that that he's had, and, and putting together the season that he's had is a tribute to patience, hard work, trust, um, and a real devotion to this program. Um, so it's going to be, he's going to be on a pretty short list of, of all time greats in this program. And, um, you know, I, I'm just fortunate that, uh, and we are as a staff that we've had a chance to work with them this past, uh, whatever, 10 months. I think so. I, I think, uh, you know, he makes it clear that it's about the team. Um, you know, he's going to deflect, you know, uh, the accolades, the praise by and large. And I, I think when your your best players do that, um, it makes it more and more about the team. Um, and, and that's what, what football needs to be about. I know it's not always like that, and it's probably becoming less and less like that. So to have, have someone like that uh, – you know, care so much and represent so much of what you want to. Yeah, it makes it really just uh, that example for our, for our younger players, for players in years to come. Um, you know, hey, if you want to know what it looks like, there it is. Um, a couple of just reserves that have been scratched lately. I'm to get any updates on Casey Tyson uh, and then Kendrick and that as well. Um, Casey, going back to. Jeez, I can't remember what game it was. It was a home game. Um, ended up having a hand injury. It was his uh, non-throwing hand. Um, so he is, uh, he's on the mend yet. Um, not necessarily, you know, an injury that will take him through the calendar year, but it was, it was fairly significant. Um, Tyson Rangeball, he, he suffered an injury back in the spring um, that he's still recovering from. In all likelihood, he'll be... He'll be out for this whole year. And Kendrick, is that what you said? Um, Kendrick's the closest of those three. You know, I'm thinking back to when his last action if it was second or third game. Um, he's uh, he's getting closer, uh, but but uh, won't see him this week. The Grizz have been really scouting playing the run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that 3-3-5 team in the fifth of their run, how would you describe how they played the run this year and uh, how you go on well, I'll come back to that word disruptive. It's uh, and disruptive, and then on, on top of it, it's going to look different um, play to play to play. You know, a lot of teams um, structurally will look very similar um, one play to the next. Um, might might have some subtle movements, but we'll just kind of play gap, you know, gap control football. Um, you know, and, and they're going to present their their front different from one play to the next. Um, you know, um, probably take some chances within that, but be very attacking. And, you know, it's um, they're trying to be the the aggressor for sure when it comes to defending the, the run and, and even getting after the pass, I'd say, too. Um, you know, I, my coaching history, it's it's not exactly like San Diego State um, has been, but San Diego State is, is in the – I mean, they're in the ballpark of San Diego State uh, – Rocky Long's now at New Mexico. Um, you know, it's it, 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 
disruptive. And, you know, I, I think as a lineman, you better be pretty disciplined about, you know, where you're going, um, who you're going to, you know, be able to handle handle movement, quick movement, um, twists, slants, linebackers running right in your face. I mean, it's a combination of all those things. So, you know, we have to be prepared with a pretty concise game plan. You know, I think they're a team you can't try to do everything under the sun against. I know that. Um, I mentioned they, they, I think they play so well sideline to sideline. They, they really, I think, disrupt the perimeter game. Um, so I think, you know, I think we're sitting here at game 11 for both of us. Um, you know, we have a good volume of, of what they've done to different teams, and, and I guess they got the same against us. So, you know, it kind of comes down to who can be. It's football season in Montana, and that means it's hunting season too. Keep your taste buds watering whether you're bow hunting or tailgating by staying stocked up on Alpine Touch. The traditional seasoning is perfect for any and all meat. The barbecue sauce, perfect for your tailgate. And the sunflower seeds, amazing, are ideal for hunting camp or your seat at the football stadium. Available at retail locations around the state or at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Well, first off, I, I went through the goals, and this was the first goal, and social media um, put it out that you know, won, won the national championship. And I right away I got, well, what about beating the Grizz? <laughs> so for some reason, social media didn't put all, all the goals on there, but I, that was the first one. So that was like day two. Um, and it wasn't just uh, one person I, I heard it from. So, no, I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's – it's neat when you talk to different players and coaches from different eras and, and, you know, you study the, uh, study the history of just uh, um, maybe when the Bobcats have had the upper hand, when the Grizz had the upper hand, uh, why that's come about, um, where it's at right now. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's what's so neat. There's so much history to it. Um, and I've probably just scratched the surface, I guess, as far as what I've learned. About some of the history of your rivalry within your football life, what are some of the ones you've enjoyed and kind of take from those? Yeah, um, you know, certainly the the in-state rivalry in North Dakota that I grew up in. Um, I grew up between Fargo and Grand Forks, so NDSU, um, UNB uh, was a big rival uh, rivalry, and it's it's not maybe the same anymore. But really, through my playing days at NDSU and my early coaching days. It was, and, and it was uh, it was very heated. It had a lot of the same raw emotion that this one does, um, you know, in all the small towns across the state of North Dakota. And, and being from a small town in between, closer to Grand Forks, um, I'm sure a lot of people thought I went the wrong direction with, with my choice. But, you know, uh, I think there's some similarities to what that was. Um, and like I said, it's not that anymore when we stopped playing UNB, it shifted to South Dakota State. Um, and then at Wyoming, it was Colorado State. But the difference there, I think, and, and there was there was uh, some deep, deep-seated emotions, but you're dealing with state-to-state. And I know in, in both those cases, um, those other schools had their own in-state rivalries. And so it just did, I think it was different. You tried to make it as much as you could. And I think the, the Wyoming CSU 
rivalry being, you know, an hour away. Um, there was certainly some raw motion to that. But uh, so I've been a part of, you know, I think those three different rivalries um, throughout my career. But um, I'll trust Bill that this is the biggest one around. Getting a shot at least share the big that title. Um, well, uh, what it's taken is is us working through some games that have, uh, you know, not looked exactly how we wanted to. We found a way to win, um, you know, including last Saturday. I think I think it's it's taken a consistent approach, um, you know, where our guys, uh, you know, each week went back to work. Um, you know, whether that's working on a game plan, um, being really diligent about taking care of their bodies and, and getting healthy and, you know, putting ourselves in the best position each week um, to get the best team out there. So, you know, I getting through a conference season undefeated, I think it's really challenging. Um, we're not through it yet, uh, but to position ourselves here with with one left is where we wanted to be and certainly credit to Sacramento state for being in that same position. Um, you know, in a conference makeup like we have, we don't play everybody, um, that whole situation and we can't do anything about all we can do is control our side. And no, I think it'd be a big deal. It's been a while, you know, Montana state, um, and, and winning this conference, um, you know, I think in the world of FCS is a pretty big deal. So, uh, I think it's, something our guys really do desire. It's not the end goal, but it's certainly one of the goals that we wanted to accomplish along the way. How would you describe it? Well, it's hard to believe it's, you know, an 11 game, right, the 11th game right here. Um, you know, I, I think I uh, really appreciated, you know, going back to, to February, you know, we, we laid out a vision. Our, our guys um, have bought in, you know, um, bought in from that first, you know, I would say month period. There was there's certainly a transition. And we worked through that, got through spring ball, worked through a little bit more, laid out a, a more um, direct plan at the beginning of the summer. Our guys worked really, really hard. And I spoke to that a lot, how, you know, really feel like championships are won in the, beginning in the summer and our guys took that to heart, worked really hard. And, you know, um, we've had a, a team that I, I, I think understands the importance of, of getting better each week. And, and, you know, that isn't always uh, reflected on the scoreboard, um, but, you know, finding a way to win and learning how to win and working through some things are all about, you know, becoming everything you want to become. And, you know, we're, I've been saying, I think for, I don't know, three, four weeks that we're positioned well, we're positioned well, well, we're positioned well, we have one game left. It's good to be in this spot positioned well, and now we got to do something with it. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news.